0: And welcome back to the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist, and I'm joined as always by my co-host.
1: Brighter later. Hey guys.
0: And today we're talking about stuttering John Melendez and the fact that he's such a shitty father that it's had a detrimental effect on his kids. And so we're not we're not bad mouthing the kids. The kids are the victims of the of the shabby uh treatment and behavior of the father the father is a no good low life and so that's that's spilled over onto the kids that's that's affected the kids lives and and very uh, uh you know very detrimental ways and so we're going to discuss that today and uh you know uh, hopefully john will change his ways but i i think that the, the kid, some of the damage he's done to the kids is is irreversible unfortunately what do you what do you think brighter later
1: um, like, obviously I might disagree with you a bit that, uh, the reason why, uh, I guess his daughter became transgender is, uh, due to him being a shitty father. And I think there are other factors there, which, uh, I, I should, I, I would say that, uh, as far as, uh, it being reversible, I mean, it does seem like once you get on hormones and I don't know what else she's done. I, I guess, uh, his transgender daughter or son, whatever you want to say, I guess they cut off or did top surgery. So that's obviously, well,
0: well they, they do, there are people that have gone that far and detransitioned, but it's it's kind of like trying to put together. You know, it's you can't put it back together again. You know, it's the it's the Humpty Dumpty situation. Uh, you know, all the kings and <laughs> all the king's horses couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. So it's you know it's like you know you're slapping together like Frankenstein's monster. You're trying to trying to patch together back uh, what what's been taken and never can be. Um, you know, repaired completely and so you get a you get a really bad version um, it's it's reversible but just not not something you'd want yeah,
1: So definitely yeah. with that
0: Now let, let me say this to you I'm not saying that I'm not saying John is the sole reason for the his his uh, daughter deciding that she's transgender. I'm saying that it's a factor. I'm saying it plays a role. Okay, So I'm not, I'm not saying it's the sole reason. I'm sure there's many factors. I'm sure it's not the only one. But I, I think that it's definitely, it plays a role. I don't think that she, you know, she didn't have proper parents. Her, her mother and father weren't good parents, in my opinion. And uh, so, you know, they she she was a beautiful girl. Uh, and uh, she just wasn't getting what she needed. So this is, to me, this is a cry for help. This is a, a very confused girl that is taking drastic measures uh, seeking attention and seeking some sort of, uh, you know, relief for her anxiety Uh, maybe about being a lesbian or maybe she thinks this is a quick fix. I I don't, I don't know, but it's, it's, it's sad. And I, I think that, you know, no matter what John should have played a bigger role in her life, he should have been a better role model. And obviously he hasn't, he's been a shit role model. He's been a horrible father. And uh, how he lives with himself, it's one thing to fuck your own life up, but to fuck your child's life up, that's, that's unforgivable.
1: Yeah, well, I guess uh, right there, you're, you seem to, we should probably play Anthony Kumi's clip of this, but uh, you seem to concur with his assessment that uh, this is just an attention grab from her? I, I do. Okay.
0: Well, and not just an attention grab, but she's confused. Um, you know, she's, she's a young girl. And, uh, you know, she's seeking answers and and trying to figure out what she can do to to make her life better. And she obviously doesn't have any good guidance from her mother or father. Definitely no good guidance from from Stuttering John. I don't know that much about her mother, but but uh, as much as I do about Stuttering John, but Stuttering John Melendez is not a good role model for anybody. It seems, and I don't know for a fact, I, you know, I, I don't know how, exactly how much he drinks. I can only base it on what he says, but it seems like he's a falling down drunk, that he's an alcoholic. Uh, and I don't know if he's into drugs or a drug addict or whatever, but just being an alcoholic alone, if that's the case, is enough to screw people's lives up. You know, he lives in a, in a condo uh, owned by his, uh, it, well, it's, it's in his mother's name. And uh, he's trying to sell that and soon he'll be probably living with his mother. And uh, he's just a, he's just a failure as a human being. And uh, you know, he was a jackass on the Howard Stern show, which I, I I thought he was amusing on the Howard Stern show. I didn't think he was, you know, good to be a role model for anybody, much less his own children. Um, Even Howard Stern said that, uh, you know, when, when he found out that he was, that his wife was pregnant with his first child, that maybe he should, consider an abortion because he's not father material. Now, I'm not for abortion, I'm pro life, but you know, I'm not the only person saying that he's a shit father, that he's a horrible person, and that, he, that that he wouldn't be good for kids. Um so, yeah, if you're ready to play the clip, let's go ahead and hear what Anthony Anthony Cumia has to say on this.
1: Right. So this is obviously from his compound media. Right. The
2: uh, high school dance thing or graduation where she and her girlfriend won like the queen of the so that's what john you know did pop that picture back up again because yeah and and it was like groundbreaking because it was lesbians and they're but then she decided she didn't want to be a lesbian she wanted to be a dude um and here's what i think i think because stuttering john was such a poor parent such a, a non-existent father for this lovely girl here that she was screaming for some kind of attention, screaming for some type of attention and just didn't get it. Her dad would rather be the goofy guy making 30000 a year at Howard Stern's show or being the joke on, on uh, Leno than to spend actual quality time with his fucking family. So the, the girl starved of fatherly love and attention goes, can you cut my tits off? Can you just cut my tits off? And we'll try to fabricate some kind of a, a, a cock, a proxy cock, a, a cock, prox, proxy cock. And I'll be a boy now.
0: Okay, so I, I think that pretty much sums it up. It's sad. It's sad and and and, dis- and disturbing. Uh, again, I don't think that S- John's probably the sole reason why she did it. I just think he plays a factor. And if she was going through other things that were that were, you know, if she was going through rough things in her life, e- even if he's not what caused the rough things, which obviously he was, you know, uh, he was definitely a a negative impact. I'm sure he had to have had a negative impact on her life. But even even discounting that. Uh, if she's going through rough things, she needs her father. She needs her parents. She needs her father. You know, g- boys tend to cling to their mother, girls tend to cling to their fathers. But when you don't have a father, that's worth worth a damn. That that is probably an alcoholic. Uh, and a bum and, and just a, an absolute fucking joke. He, he keeps saying this, you know, the world famous John Melendez. Yeah, you're famous for being a jackass. You're famous for being a fool. Uh, you're, you're famous for, for things that nobody you're infamous. You're not famous. You're infamous. Um, so, you know, when, when you have a father like that, that that's got to have a negative impact on your life. Some young impressionable girl uh they need guidance and obviously john's not the guy to give that he can't he, he can't get his own life under control how the hell is he going to get somebody else's life under control
1: yeah i i should say that uh obviously i i i think it very well could be that uh john being uh not uh, a less than optimal father played somewhat of a role in this which uh The thing that I'm contesting is I think even if, uh, I don't know, she had a father that wasn't John and she had a father that uh, likely you didn't have to question whether, whether or not he was a good father. Unlike John, I still think she, there's probably like a nice chance she would have ended up as transgender.
0: Why why would you think that?
1: The reason I say this is, let me get the link. This is coming from her Twitter profile. Okay. Sure. And, uh, I this is a this is a picture of it because uh, I guess she uh, had Janice on this Twitter account. I'm guessing because I don't know people who made fun of her father started messing her with her. That's my guess. But uh, this comes from uh, I guess radiogunks.com, uh, and I guess she has like a little Reddit and this is a guy named Peter Bold and this is the this is the picture or this is what he says is on her uh, uh or his or I don't even know <laughs> uh, just uh, while, It her, says her her her. Okay. It says Please. autistic. Okay. Autistic, OCD, bipolar, bisexual, trans boy, Knight Diamond Melendez, he/him. So, right away, and uh, let me read a study off that says this. Which uh, there's an incredible, there's an incredibly high correlation between being autistic or, I guess, being on the autistic spectrum and uh, uh being transgender and this is from a study from called elevated rules of autism other neuro neuro neurodevelopmental and psychiatric diagnosis and autistic traits in transgender and gender diverse individuals and i i clipped this from the study it says most of these most of these studies in children and adolescents have used a single item on the child behavioral checklist cbcl a caregiver report measure from a behavioral programs problems to quantify gender variance and these have identified that between 4% and 5.4% of autistic children may potentially be transgender or gender diverse compared to po- compared to 0.7% of non-autistic children. So right there, it shows that there's going to be a pretty high comorbidity uh, in regards to being autistic and not being autistic, which, or in regards to being autistic, which, I mean, she identifies as autistic amongst other things. Well, yeah,
0: well, let, let, let's say that's true, okay? And, and, and I believe that's true. So let's let's say that's true wouldn't it help if she had a father that was a good role model and gave her guidance in life?
1: Yeah. Well, my, I should say my last piece of evidence that I think you touched on this a bit is that be- before she was transgender, she identified as a lesbian. Okay. Sure. It shows that there's, well, alter- I, I,
0: I don't think she identified as a lesbian.
1: I think she was definitely a lesbian. Yeah. Well, that's what I meant. That's uh, I'm not denying her being a lesbian
0: but right.
1: so, or saying that uh, it could, there could be other uh, factors that uh, play like with transgenderism, but it once again shows there that uh, I didn't pull up a study, but I mean, I most famously, there was a John Hopkins that was head of surgery and I think uh, did a lot of uh, gender sur- or gender correction surgeries, as they call them, which might be kind of a misnomer. But uh, he was asked about this and he said, oh, in regards to lesbians, I think I think in regards to, I guess, female women who get become transgender and get surgeries, he thought that uh, he thought the majority of them were just lesbians that just had problems in that in that sense.
0: I, I I concur. I agree with him. Yeah,
1: Which... I th- I think there's a lot of
0: homosexuals, male and female, that decide that you know this whole new transgender, uh, you know this whole trendy thing of being transgender, is is and getting the surgery and transitioning, is the magic pill. it's, it's the it's the solution uh, to what they consider a mistake at birth, and so they don't want to be gay. They just want to be. They want to
1: be the opposite gender.
0: And so they think that's the that's the magical quick fix, and uh, they're sadly mistaken.
1: Yeah, which my point here is that look, I I mean I think you can call it comorbidities, or at least at one point they did. Which there seems to be an incredibly high comorbidity, or at least relative to the rest of the population, for being trans if you're trans or if you're uh, already autistic or on the spectrum, and also along with being lesbian, which. The, the point I make from this is that I'm guessing John, once again, was a less than optimal father, and that did not help in her becoming transgender. But I still think with all things considered, this probably would have, I would say there's like at least like a 90, 90 for 5% chance that she would have done it anyway, had she not had John as a father and had a, I don't know, what's considered a good father. You didn't have to question, uh, I don't know, his, uh, his aptitude as a parent. Yeah, well,
0: not- I, 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 I think, I'm not saying that he's the, he's the main cause. I'm just saying he's a factor.
1: Yeah, but I think from kind of the way, obviously, there's no real way to deduce a, an ironclad kind of probability, or a, a truly kind of ironclad probability from this. But I would say there's just, there's so many other comorbidities there that I don't think it's probably apt to say that, oh, well, John was the driving factor here. And I think if it was, you also have to take into account that, with, along with the other stuff that uh, she struggled with or, I guess, was present mm-hmm. in her life, not to say the a lesbians, lesb- you know, lesbians struggle, but that she's just so predisposed to this. You know, it's not like this is not well, like a shopping
0: it, shopping it, shopping. It, But, you know, brighter or later, that that's probably true. But my point is, is that, you know, I watched the whole Jeffrey Dahmer thing on, on HBO. And, or was it Netflix? Maybe it was, I think it was Netflix. I watched the whole Jeffrey Dahmer thing. And I think, yeah, he was born that way. He was born a little bit different but i also think that it was his upbringing i think it was his crazy mother and his his unstable family life that might have pushed him over the edge into doing the things that he did right you can you can be on the, you can be teetering on the brink uh, of uh, of a life-changing life-altering decision and, and which path you go on and and something can push you over the edge
1: well I, I understand that and you could say it's on the precipice but the problem I have with this is that people keep saying that oh well she became transgender because well I guess this is kind of what they parse it as is that uh, well she was craved she was starved for attention because uh, I don't know her father just wasn't uh, just wasn't uh, up to up to par as far as a father goes and therefore she wanted this attention which kind of seems like the most plausible account of uh, why someone with a shitty father would want to become transgender as as far as that being the driving factor. But it's once again, when there's so many other things, is it about attention or is it most so that uh, no, there's going to be problems of identity here? And I think it's much, much more likely that there's going to be problems of identity. And I think if you parse that rationale.
0: Well, I I think it's both because did you know that that uh, I think it's 70 some odd percent of people, kids that that have uh, gender identity disorder um, by the time they're in their puberty years. By the time they enter puberty, they've they've completely dropped that and just identify as homosexuals so yeah i mean and and there's also a term out there called trans trender and trans trender is means that these people a lot of these people do it because it's the trendy thing to do yeah and and and, and it's temporary and it doesn't last and they end up regretting it and there's people there's many people that have been interviewed that that really really regret doing what they did
1: yeah well i think there's a couple different things here which uh Obviously, a lot of people, which your statistic, I'm sure, is correct. And I remember reading something like that. A lot of these people grow out of it. But you have to remember that uh, she came up in an ad. She came up in the era where, oh, if you have gender dysphoria of any kind, the treatment is that you transition, you know, and it's not like you where if you feel this way that you just kind of grow out of it, you know, and I think that's something that needs to really be bared in mind about this kind of statistic.
0: I I mean, there's, there's there's part of me, though, that wonders. You know, if John suffers from alcoholism and, you know, I, I, he hasn't been diagnosed as an alcoholic Um, when he talks about drinking, you know, 13 beers or more in a day every day. uh, That sounds like alcoholism to me. Uh, My, in my opinion, he's an alcoholic just by his own, based on his own descriptions and uh, the things he talks about doing. But, you know, I mean, was he physically abusive? A lot of alcoholics are extremely physically abusive. Yeah, well, physically, me... physically and emotionally abusive, and that's you know depends on how much he was even around for their childhood.
1: Yeah, we should also say that, uh, that I think it's worth noting that uh, typically the number one factor for I guess parent or or for how you're going to get screwed up by your parents is whether or not your house, your father was in the household, and your parents stay together, which. I mean, I think that the girl was born in like 20 or 1996 and or yeah, I believe 1996 and they got divorced in like 2013, 2012. So (laughs) they were at the least were together for their whole childhood. Maybe there could be problems in that sense. And maybe you could chalk that up uh, if they have relationship problems that uh, John's narcissism or even uh, I guess his wife's narcissism. But uh, I mean, at the very least, they were together for pretty much her whole childhood and especially what's considered like the. I guess the integral part of your childhood, very early on,
0: yeah, right.
1: Which that's I, true. I mean, I want to read it again. What this is what she puts on her profile. This is this is the bio that they put. It says, "Sure, a- autistic, OCD, bipolar, bisexual, trans boy." This is someone that just appears to have some serious issues. You know, I don't think you can really chalk these up merely to her having John as a father. You know, which no, no, no. Be- and and
0: I'm not chalking it up to that. Again,
1: who we are.
0: Every aspect of who we are is part nature and part nurture. And right. so all I'm saying is, is that it doesn't help anything if John is some alcoholic that doesn't, that isn't a fit father. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I should say that uh, another piece of evidence is that if you look at his other daughter, which I guess her name is Loli, I by the way, I, I think I already said this, but for some reason she identifies as like Night Diamond Melendez, the, the transgender kid. I'm not... I'm not entirely sure what her actual name is. I think the original name was, uh, actually, I'm forgetting the original name right now. But uh, if you look at the other daughter, which uh, I mean, I guess from what I understand, he still has contact with her. And I guess she was going to travel to him, travel with him to New York. It says that she's a, I guess, I guess she's 22. So I think she just graduated. It doesn't specify on her LinkedIn. Or I guess, no, she hasn't graduated yet because it says 2019 to 2023. But it says she's a she's a student at UC Santa Barbara, and she's getting a bachelor's in environmental studies, or a dual they're a dual uh, dual degree bachelor in environmental studies and English literature, which uh, and it says that she has a three point nine four GPA, and that she's made the dean list every single semester she's been at that school. Right, that, that seems like a fuck up, you know. That seems like a girl that's probably doing pretty fucking well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which I, I guess the question is. I mean, do you it's it's once again, where you seem to just have to split hairs with a lot of these arguments. And do you just say that because she had her father, that the one daughter got kind of screwed up, but the other daughter, despite that, she actually flourished? You know? Well, yes.
0: Yeah. So, so different kids, different people react differently to the same. First of all, she's not the oldest daughter. She's the youngest daughter. She's the baby and babies get, you know, the baby of the family always gets treated better than the oldest. Uh, the middle child is ignored. The oldest gets the, the the harshest treatment, and the baby gets the baby of the family always gets the best treatment, always the one that's coddled. So, yeah, she's she's coming at it from a different perspective because she she plays a different role in the household, and she has a different personality. She's a different person. Different people react to the situations differently. You can put the same you can put two people in the exact same identical situation. And depending on what perspective they're coming from and what type of personality they have is going to determine uh, how they react to it. And so some people will strive and they'll be overachievers and some people will absolutely just fall apart.
1: Yeah, I, I would say that your argument that, uh, oh, well, there's a nature aspect of it and that, uh, well, some might uh, some might be get put in a shitty situation. They might flourish just because they're built that way, whereas others, they can buckle down, which that really... It does seem like you're kind of grasping at straws when you try to kind of parse the argument that way.
0: Well, no, that that's that, that's hundred. what I said just said is 100% fact.
1: Okay. Well, I guess my, my point there, and I guess other people can see it for themselves, but do we really think it's the case that one got fucked up? One got fucked up, and that's the reason they're not doing well, or that's a big reason why they're not doing well? Sure. or A decent part, and the other one, it's totally despite of that. Yeah,
0: you you've never seen families. It's 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 actually cliche cliche. You've never seen families where there's one sibling uh, that that absolutely is the dark sheep and and just and comes apart at the seams, and the other one is the overachiever and and the, and the, uh, constantly held up as the as the success in the family, and the, and the other one is the cast in the shadow of their of that child's success. Uh, that I mean that's that's that's. A cliche. It it happens so much. It's 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 a trope. It's it's something that's very commonplace. Well, very very extent, very very common dynamic in, in in
1: households to some extent. But I will say, and I think you can, I think you can uh, uh, concur with, or you can uh, see it this way as well, where we could be on the same wavelength, is that typically when I see absolutely shit parents and they have a number, a decent number of kids, it's not just that one turns out bad; it's that the majority of them turn out bad. You know, yeah, in some cases, sure. Oh, I think that's the majority of them,
0: right? But there are cases where one child will turn out really well, and the other child will turn out horribly. Yeah, it's, it happens a lot. It happens a lot more than 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 you um, can imagine.
1: Well, I, I would also, I would actually think that that actually makes my argument. That uh, look, I that definitely can happen, but. Okay, if, if that happens and the one daughter or the one kid that doesn't do well comes up as mentally ill, autistic and bipolar and OCD, I mean, do you think that has more to do with the nature of it or do you think that has more to do with the nurture of it?
0: I, I'm not sure how it's parsed out you know, percentage-wise. I'm just saying both are a factor.
1: I will again, I, I can definitely concede that both are a factor. I just think it would have been very likely that uh, if she was given a father where you didn't have well, to brighter
0: right later, we're, we're, we're talking in circles at this point. I've, oh, averaged, I've already that. Well, well, but what I'm saying is I've already conceded that you're, that it's probably not the majority of the reason I'm just saying it plays some role. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying it could have played a pivotal role at a, at a, at a crucial time in her life when she was making decisions. And she was on the, on, the, on the brink of making serious, serious decisions and deciding which life path to go down. And maybe that small thing of having a father that uh, was you know, uh, that had respect and dignity and was a good role model and there for her might have been the, the deciding factor. It might it have played a larger role because even though it was a small factor, it might have had a, a big impact. Or it might have had a small impact, but it was enough to knock her over the brink and, and cause what, what you see today. That's all I'm saying.
1: Okay, so I guess I guess what I would say, just kind of wrapping up, this kind of, I guess what you view as the most plausible argument is the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. I, st- I still don't think that's a very good argument, or I don't think that's a very strong argument for John uh, fucking up his kid, and that's that's basically what I'm going after.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to disagree on, we're going to have to agree to disagree on that because I, I definitely think that it's very, very possible. I, I think anytime you have a, a parent or parents that that are less than optimal, it's going to have an impact on every aspect of your life um, and your decision making process and what path you take in life. Um, you need supportive parents, you need good role models. Um, you need you need parents that you can look up to and and that you can get advice from and they're going to be there for you um, and that you can be proud of and if you don't have that it's gonna it's going to be difficult it's going to be difficult to get through this world and, and there are some people that it makes them tougher and stronger and and they're able to overcome because they you know they trial by fire they don't have it so they have to do it on their own and and they struggle and they're able to overcome and there's some people that definitely need it and they don't get it. And, and that, that's makes all the difference in the world.
1: Gotcha. Um, I'm trying to think what else I should add on this. So I also, I'm not at all contesting that uh, John was probably a shitty husband and, and probably not the, probably a less than optimal father, just from what I've heard about him being a husband. I mean, it it's, a it was almost like a cliche on Howard Stern where whenever they would do a, some sort of a party at John's place or, John would be part of something and his wife would be there, which uh, you guys can see for yourself. <laughs> I'm not lying about this, that uh, they, Howard Stern just figured it would goof on him because he was seemingly so remiss in uh, uh, his wife as far as stuff he should have been doing.
0: Yeah. Well, they, they called him here, this hero of the stupid. And the only reason why that he was clever is because Jackie and Fred would write jokes for him to say, you know, things to, you know, not jokes, but things for him to say kind of jokes, when he would interview people, when he would do ambush interviews and he, as he was doing an ambush interview, they would have lines for him to say. And he was, he would actually even hold a script a lot of times and be reading off the script, reading off the questions as he confronted these uh, different uh, celebrities. And so he's not a quick witted guy. He's not a smart guy. You can tell that by the podcast that he has now, the, the you know, that he does the video and the, and the audio podcast and you can tell he's, he's not that bright. He's just not a smart guy. Um, Part of it is, is that he wasn't bright to begin with, but he was, you know, he was somewhat, he was kind of a cool guy back in the mid nineties, early, early to mid nineties. Um, but, you know, he was supposed to mature and continue on to, to adulthood and become more mature and more serious. And and that just never happened. And so that kind of cool guy, you know, kind of a jackass, kind of a smart ass type of character that wasn't that bright, but, you know, wasn't that bad. That That's good when you're in your, you know, early to mid twenties. But when you're in your 50s and you're still that same guy and, and you've had enough alcohol to, you know, cause alcohol poisoning for a, a small nation, um, you know, you're not going to be the same person. And they've shown pictures. They've so, shown pictures, uh, you know, like a flip book, pictures of him over the years. And, and he has not aged well. He's aged like a stripper or a rock star. He's not. He's not aged well.
1: Yeah. I I do wonder, though, uh, I, I was starting to think looking at some of the stuff around his life. Uh, I mean, John, regardless, does some really fucking stupid stuff on on debut it's, it's It warrants a, a ridicule. But The one thing I do wonder is if he's actually a moron to begin with, which he could just be kind of a buffoon. But I mean, it's evidenced by at least the one daughter doing pretty well. It's not like this is like, he might not be a total fucking moron or at least to the extent people uh, claim, or at least uh, from the get-go, which, uh, I mean, he's probably diluted his brain a a decent bit by, I don't know, being such a bad alcoholic, which uh, I I guess even WATPs made this point that uh, if you hear him three years ago, he he looked healthier and he also sounded much different. And now he just appears to be some like brash, like Long Island or Long Island, like alcoholic where he wasn't, whereas he wasn't really like that before
2: yeah
0: he's he's deteriorating but when you look back at him and even in his twenties but you know part of the part of the fun was is laughing about how fucking stupid he was i mean they 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 called him hero of the stupid and there was a reason for that um he he, he wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer and that that's what that's that's what he was known for that's what's what he was famous for is being really i mean yeah he was a stutter but he was also really fucking stupid
1: yeah i mean they also made the. Uh... I'm not totally, I'm not, uh, contesting the idea that, uh, he's just kind of a buffoon on some level and does dumb shit, but, uh, it's, they always played the, the one clip of Howard Stern basically to berating him, telling him that he's like, look, John, you're not a talented or funny person. Don't act like me. He's like that. I make you funny. You're funny when you don't mean to be, cause you're so insecure. You're so insecure about stuff and you stutter. So you're just going to screw stuff up, you know? Right. I mean, I'm not contesting that that's probably the, that's probably the gist of, uh, of uh, what made him entertaining on Howard Stern or how, how Howard Stern was able to make him entertaining. Well, they tried to give him his own small radio show on K rock and they ended up having to fire him because he just sucked. Right. And,
0: and they, and they actually fired him on air. They fired him on, on the Howard Stern show. They, they came in and let him know, Hey, you can continue to work for the Howard Stern show if you want, but you're no longer going to have a radio spot. You're no longer going to be an on air personality on your own show because it's just not working out.
1: Yeah. I think uh, Artie had the fan, Artie had the joke that uh, he's the reason we fought the War of Independence or the American Revolution. It was because uh, we, we needed to make it the case that guys who had no talent could do so well in this world. And he references that uh, he got a he got he wasn't a musician and got a got a record label. He was a stutter and got on a stuttering or he was a stutterer and he got the most coveted announcing job possible. And uh, he wasn't particularly funny, but he was touring and making more than some world class comedians. Well, I,
0: well, as far as being a singer goes, there's a, a famous country singer, and I, I'm not even into country music, so I can't think of the guy's name right offhand. But he's got a horrible stutter. I mean, his stutter is a thousand times worse. Uh, actually, the guy might even be dead by now. But the guy's stutter was a thousand times worse than stuttering John. And when he sang, he he had absolutely no stutter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, it's even- I, I
0: wish I wish I could think of the guy's name. I can see his face in my in my head, but I can't think of the name.
1: I would now. I probably dislike country, or yeah, maybe I don't dislike country more than you because I've heard a lot of the things you said. But I don't like country music really at all. But uh, um, I, I I wonder also just kind of recapping, which uh, I think we may, I think I at the very least made this clear, and I know if you watch some other podcasts, we've made this clear that uh, we by and large don't view at least the vast majority, or at least in my case, the vast majority of people who end up as transgender, I think it's probably has more to do with like comorbidities they have. And I don't think it's probably a healthy way to live as evidenced by them, by their comorbidities, not getting mitigated once they become trans. And I think gender dysphoria, what spurs this is probably much more of a kind of mental ailment than uh, anything else.
0: Well, I, I think that there's, I think there's definitely some mental illness going on. The problem is, is that I also think that I think that it's very trendy. It's extremely extremely trendy right now uh, if you ha- if you if you're a, a, a parent and your kid your little boy decides to play with a doll or your little boy has effeminate you know characteristics which means he's probably gay um, instead of just saying he's gay or you say well he's a little girl now yeah
1: um, yeah there's definitely I mean, I guess. I guess.
0: Uh, Well, let me let me tell you this. There was there was a there was a group of people in the park, and you could tell they were transgender or whatever. There was a bunch of guys in dresses, and there was various other people, and there was a girl, an actual legitimate girl there, and she was giggling. And she got on the microphone. She's like, "I just wanted to tell you guys, I decided that I just I decided that I'm actually I'm a guy." And then she giggled like a like a little girl. Gig acted just like a girl, but according to her, she decided that she was found out. She was a guy.
1: Yeah, well, I think uh, I think narcissism is definitely. It could very well be like the number one driving factor for a lot of them. Though typically, pretty much of all mental, all pretty serious mental ailments, it's gonna <laughs> narcissism is gonna be a pretty high comorbidity. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely kind of like a trendy aspect of this. I mean, I know a lot of people or not that I know that much of them, but uh, when I was in, I guess, university, I remember a lot of people would identify as like they, them, and these seem to be pretty narcissistic people and I think the reason why they did it is that uh, they thought it made them special or gave them some sort of special identity that these people obviously didn't transition but uh, I assume that I think a big part of that's also transgenderism where I guess kind of like what uh, Anthony Cumia was alleging and uh, I guess you were more or less doubling that uh, a lot of these people uh, uh, a lot of the reason why people could become transgender is because they want to be special or or because they want to be special and viewed as something different and i guess garner attention that way you know oh oh, of
0: course of course
1: i guess the the one question i would have from it uh i don't know if you're interested in this but uh, could you delineate and say okay to what extent is it just a kind of mere or just kind of pure narcissism and that that's it should be viewed through that kind of lens or to what extent can it be viewed as uh just uh attention seeking which obviously there's no huge overlap between the two
0: i think i think you just said it just right there's a huge overlap um, so it's it's difficult to tell you know to, to decide you know what percentage is what what percentage is the other. Um, there's a lot of mixing in. so, but yeah it's 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 a major problem. It's narcissism. It's it's attention seeking. It's it's the desire to be, feel special and different. And uh, it's you know you, you jump on the bandwagon and become part of the trend. And uh, it's it's just a way to stand out. It's like it's like when I when I would go to when I went to Ohio State University. Um, there was a, uh, a coffee shop on on the high street called Insomnia, and Insomnia, uh, they would, a lot of the kids that dressed up in all kinds of crazy outfits would show up there. You know, they would have the the purple mohawks or the green mohawks, or they would the girls would dress up in like a zombie. Basically, it was very strange shit, very strange, very bizarre stuff, and it's it's all for attention. It's look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. And I even saw an interview with a girl one time. She had uh, green hair. And uh, well, she didn't have completely green hair, but green streaks through her hair. And she's like, yeah, I like the idea of somebody looking at me and going, oh, look at that girl. She's a freak. So it's 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 about it's about enjoying the attention. Uh, I guess for some people, uh, all attention is good whether, you know, they said there's no such thing as bad press. Apparently with some people, there's no such thing as bad attention. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is interesting how that works, which, uh, I mean, <laughs> that is pretty much a telltale sign of narcissism where it doesn't matter how you get the attention. If you get it, you get it, you know? Right. right? But, uh, yeah, I, I would also say that uh, just kind of doing a, a bit of a recap on uh, just uh, the stuff I looked about it is that if you looked at, uh, I guess the new wife's name is like Susanna Turner. I guess she's, yeah. uh, I forget what her original or, or her, uh, was it Maiden, a name was, but uh, it's a, uh, I I already kind of said this, but
0: who's, who's new wife? Uh,
1: uh, not new wife. I'm John's old wife.
0: Oh, old wife. Gotcha. I was going to say, yeah,
1: yeah. I thought that was her name. Okay, go ahead. Some other guy's new wife.
0: (laughs) Right. Some other guys. Well, yeah, I know. I don't know, but
1: yeah, (laughs) but, uh, uh, I mean, if you look at her, she's like, uh, I, I think I, I can't remember if I sent you the Instagram, but I guess she like tries to do like a, become like an Instagram, like makeup person. And, uh, she posts pictures of famous people. I think she was uh, She had a picture with her and uh, the one Kardashian woman or the, the oh Jesus family, whatever. And uh, I was actually looking at uh, trying to find all the stuff, and there was a picture of the the one daughter, I guess Lily. And right under it, it had a comment from uh the one the one uh, matriarch of the Kardashian family saying, "Oh, what a gorgeous girl! The one that married uh, I guess uh, Bruce Jenner or now Caitlyn Jenner." Ugh. I'm like, I think she's probably might be part of like this narcissistic she might be she's very likely uh, just as narcissistic as john which is not probably is likely not helping her kids that much or likely also being an impediment to her family or her uh, parenting skills
0: you know i don't remember what i don't re- i remember um, oh uh, bill maher on hbo saying uh and i don't remember which state he said I, he might have said ohio actually but i'm not sure but he said in in california you're at a, you're at a cocktail party and several of the parents are talking about their trans trans kid but in Ohio they don't seem to have that many right so either they're really being oppressed in Ohio or we're creating them and I think his point was that they were creating them
1: yeah, it is interesting to to kind of see it, hmm. yeah it is interesting kind of parsing out to kind of the problems from that so one person might think that, uh, I mean, I don't know, I guess LA or I guess very like liberal set uh, factor or factions of LA it might, or California in general, it might be the case that uh, one, that trender- transgenderism is just going to be encouraged It's just a very liberal thing. It also could be that uh, if you have any sort of remnants of this, uh, you're immediately going to uh, try to uh, become tr- or transition or go into hormones or what have you. Whereas in a state like Ohio, maybe where you're living in a much more conservative area one that's a it's not going to be as glamorous and that's not going to quite be as spurred in or it's not going to quite be spurred in that same way and that even if you have some sort of gender dysphoria for whatever reason uh, given the fact that it's not so glamorous you might try to suppress it or try to quell it and maybe even grow out of it you know
0: right exactly exactly it's definitely encouraged in certain circles yeah, that's which what... means it's
1: it's being created,
0: especially like I said, the scenario I talked about before, where a little boy is effeminate or uses picks up a doll, plays with a doll, or is overly affectionate, and uh, perhaps he's gay, but his parents decide that he's he's actually a girl, and they want to start transitioning him immediately. And uh, considering the fact that the overwhelming majority of people that have um, gender uh, confusion end up, you know getting rid of it and, and and shutting it by the time they're, they they're halfway through puberty it it says a lot and it says a lot that it happens a lot more in liberal cities and liberal communities than it does in other parts of the country
1: i don't i don't think that's
0: a coincidence i really don't
1: yeah i mean you're telling i mean in other parts of the and there're going to be some parts of the country where it's it's kids are going to be uh, much likely to hear that uh, oh well sex and gender aren't are all, aren't, aren't at all connected and you eventually choose one or you find one that naturally fits you, you know, right. there, there are kids going to, a lot of kids are going to take that seriously and be like, Oh wait, I'm not sex and gender are different things. I'm not to this, I'm something else, you know? And right. I think a big part of that's also that, uh, it makes them look special, but uh, yeah, that's, I, I'm guessing that's probably the main driver between uh, or for a lot of transgenders. And so I do wonder, cause uh, the majority of people that I've known who have identified as I typically it's still identified as like they, them, they have not went under, they they haven't gone under any sort of like hormone therapy. And you do have to wonder about people like that, you know, is it like maybe that you're just pure narcissism and there isn't as much gender dysphoria there, or is it that, uh, and, and, and or uh, as opposed to the other people where maybe there's narcissism there, but it also could be maybe more mental illness. I'm, I'm not quite sure. I, I, that's one of the things I've always wondered.
0: Yeah. Lo- most the majority the, the majority of the people that, that consider themselves transgender never go through any surgical are altercations or alter, altercations alterations
1: right if
0: you truly believe you're transgender why are you not transitioning why are you not having the surgery
1: yeah which i guess the, the question is there is it i mean my my guess would be that uh, like i already said that uh, maybe they're just they're incredibly narcissistic and one of you themselves as special but there maybe isn't that much mental illness outside of it to where they can do kind of crazy stuff or have problems with their identity, whereas with other people, it's narcissism might be kind of a moot factor and it might be more so that uh, there's mental illness there, you know.
0: Well, I, I think with a lot of them, they can have fun with it. It's a, a fun, trendy thing to say and do, but they're not going to take it so far that they actually go under the knife.
1: Yeah. Which there's there's obviously a, a massive increase in people either getting hormones or getting under the knife, and I guess typically it's look at their breasts removed if they're females, right? So I don't know. It's an interesting question, at least in my mind.
0: Yeah, if you, I don't know, I, you know, I I've been on, I almost never go on TikTok, but the few times I have, I've seen TikTok videos, and videos from TikTok posted on Instagram and other places and and uh, Twitter. Of uh, women with or young girls with after top surgery, and it's very bizarre. They they enjoy showing off their flat, mutilated chests. It's very very strange.
1: Ugh, that's that scar is that scar is horrific looking.
0: Yeah, it's it's difficult to look at. It's it's definitely not nothing pleasant.
1: <laughs> that's for damn sure. Yeah, I remember how that. Someone posted this. I think I think this was actually correct, but. Uh... Nickelodeon was doing like a, I guess the kids' channel was doing like a, I don't know, an LGBTQ thing. And uh, I guess they were showing animals that were like gay, bisexual, and trans. And then it showed a raccoon that uh, it appeared as though they did it to where the raccoon had like breast removal scars. And I'm like, ugh. Mm. (laughs) Like, that's just, it's horrible to imagine on so many levels.
0: Yeah, so you know, I feel bad for John's kids, not not just because of the the one girl transitioning, but just having John as a father. Um, Any, there's no such thing as a good alcoholic father. That doesn't exist. That's like saving that's saying, saying having a really good physically or sexually abusive father. That that doesn't exist. The good things that they do don't. The good things are the. You know, if they do any good things that doesn't make up for the horrible things. That's like saying that Hitler did a lot of great things for Germany and he also killed millions of people. no one thing doesn't make up for the other. so you know it's it's sad that somebody has to live like that and grow up like that and nobody's family is perfect but for John not to be there for his kids and not to be a good father and, and just you know just be an irresponsible human being, um, especially with all the money he was making. I believe he was making, I think I heard, over $500,000 a year when he was working for Jay Leno. And he was with Jay Leno for, what, 10 years, I think? And so, you know, that's <laughs> that's $5 million. And, uh, you know, after taxes even, let's say that uh, he had $3 million. I mean, he had enough money to take care of himself and his children as long as he worked within a budget. But obviously that didn't happen.
1: Yeah, I mean also I mean he, he likes to brag. He's like, Oh, when I moved to LA or I saw something recently where he bragged and he said when I moved to LA I lived in a one point four million dollar house, which from my understanding of mortgages, they it's typically assessed uh I guess three times your kind of net earnings, or not net earnings, I guess you're or your, I forget what's I forget the term, but it's, uh whatever kind of uh nominal earnings. So I mean there it's uh he's burning somewhere between like uh like three, 400 grand, you know, or I guess I, I guess, uh, 400 or 500 grand. So in that sense, he was doing very well for himself. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't quite know what to say about, uh, or that's, that's at least he could have been making more and then, uh, he just wanted a house that, uh, that was a little bit cheaper than what he could have actually actually could have gotten, which I to some extent find unlikely. <laughs> I think he would have went to uh, all out, but, uh,
0: I think he would have went a hold hog and decided he was going to get the best house possible, and flaunt it, and try to live like a big shot, and not think for not think about the future. And, and that's why he was living in a in a shitty condo with a bunch of goddamn roaches running all over the goddamn place uh, that he's trying now trying to sell. He's never going to get the money he's looking for. I believe he's trying to sell it for over four hundred thousand dollars. He's never going to get that money. It's never going to happen. Yeah. So, not in the condition it's in.
1: Yeah, probably not. I'm not quite sure. I think it's, it's it appears that his plan is just to move back at home with his mom, which uh, right, right. He, he appears to be doing more visits there, which uh, a flight to New York to L.A. probably is pretty expensive.
0: Ah, uh, it depends. It depends on if John's s- smart about it. I, I know. He, I know. Sometimes he takes the train. If he's smart about it, and he right, I mean, you can <laughs> you you can fly something like Southwest Airlines for really really cheap i mean super fucking cheap but you know is he still in in big shot mode is he still thinking he's a he's a wheeler and dealer and and a big deal and and needs to fly first class or needs to fly in a a big airline instead of trying to go fly on the cheap um you know to me no matter how much money i have you know if you could hook me up and and, you know if you could let me sit on a set inside a crate and put me in and ship me out, you know, with the goddamn uh, Amazon packaging, (laughs) a couple covered in bubble wrap. Uh, I, you know, I do it to save the money.
1: Yeah. I should say that uh, I was actually totally off. I I thought it would be at least like probably like $200 uh, just one way, but uh, it appears as though I'm just looking at the rates right now. It appears as though a round trip is averages out about 250. So it's not actually, now that I'm thinking about it, not looking at it, I thought it would be a little bit more, but to, yeah, that's probably not terrible if he does that. If he lives there for like two weeks, yeah, of course, of yeah.
0: Course. And he's going there. If he stays with his mother, and he doesn't stay in a hotel, then he doesn't have any rent. Yeah, and, you know, he can cook at home. So the only expense he would really have is is getting there, the travel, you know, travel expenses. That'd be it.
1: Yeah, likely. <laughs>
0: So I think that he needs to lay off the alcohol. He needs to take a bath on a regular basis. He needs to shave. He needs to take good care of himself. Um, and he needs to be a bigger, you know, spend more time with his children. I, I don't know, though, but if he's really this fucked up, maybe it's better that he doesn't spend more time with his children. I, I hate to say that, but maybe that's that's that'd be, that'd be the better way to go. Maybe they're better off. Uh, at this point, at this point, I'm not saying at the beginning, but, but at this point.
1: I would probably disagree with that a bit in the, in the sense that uh, I don't think he's like imparting. He's like imparting like parenting skills to them at this or uh, stuff or skills that they need for their life or that uh, they require via parenting. I think at this point, it's a it's a little bit different. It's just like their dad, which. I mean, presumably they are somebody that they love very dearly, you know, which uh, I, I guess I would say that uh, as far as not meeting him, like, I mean, if your dad's fucking a full blown alcoholic, just deteriorating, that's probably not the most pleasant sight.
0: Oh, hell no. Who, who wants to be around that? Who wants to be around somebody that's an alcoholic just deteriorating? I mean, there's actually he's part of a I, I know that there's certain people that are running deadpools and he some people pick him. Some people are betting on him because he just doesn't look like a healthy guy.
1: Yeah, I think a uh, uh, a point I forgot to make as far as uh, I, I pretty much agree. John likely is just has no talent, <laughs> and uh, really he he was in essence he was just kind of a buffoon, and he would just get made fun of, and that's where he was uh, I guess talented or skilled. But uh,
0: well, if he I, has a t- if he has a talent, I would love to hear what it is because I have no idea.
1: Yeah, but I was going to say that uh, I mean, surely made this point to some extent too when they bring up uh, what initially made him famous, which was uh, I guess the. I don't know the gonzo uh, interviews with people or just kind of uh, doing those interviews. And obviously he didn't write any of those questions, but surely also made the point that he's like, look, that did actually take genuine balls, which most, which the vast majority of people are not going to have, you know, which yeah. really only he had, which uh, I was thinking, cause I, I heard him saying a little bit earlier, which maybe he didn't have as big of balls, but uh, I guess they were going to crash the red hot chili peppers or they got to, Press into the Red Hot Chili Peppers or backstage, and uh, one of the questions he was instructed to ask them is, "Okay, uh, I guess the new guitarist or one of the members of the band is uh, oh how are you going to make it such that uh, your new guitarist doesn't end up uh, dying of a drug overdose?'" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Red Hot Chili Peppers would have beat him half to fucking death.
0: <laughs> so, I, I assume that he didn't he didn't ask that question because he would have it would have been a very very bad day in the the life of John Melendez.
1: Yeah, they said they they said at the time that uh, John Melendez just didn't want to answer the or ask the question, so they. No, yeah, they they would have
0: fucking killed him.
1: I guess they had to call Howard Stern from a toll phone, and I guess Howard Stern signed off on it and said it's okay not to ask it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe he doesn't have quite as good balls, but uh, I don't know. I, I guess the if you are going to give him some credit, that regardless, that did take some balls to just go out there and just fuck with celebrities, you know. I agree, and it was funny stuff. It
0: wa it definitely was funny stuff.
1: Yeah. But again,
0: he wasn't—he wasn't writing the material. He was just—he was just the one going out there doing it. And yeah, it, t- it took guts to do it. But it's—I guess it's better than working at McDonald's. He could have been working at McDonald's. That would have been—I mean, that's—that's that's his level of intelligence, I think. McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's—I don't know. Wendy's is a little bit too classy for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. White Castle, maybe.
1: The one thing I, I wonder about John is that, uh, I mean, I think he probably had always drank too much, which it appears as though pretty much for, I don't know, maybe he started drinking as like a teenager, but uh, it appeared as though it just like something just totally, it I, I, I don't know, it, he totally petered out sur- past a certain point, And I wonder if he started drinking more or if, or if what, I'm actually guessing that's a uh, he wasn't drinking like 12, 15 beers his whole adult life. So it's probably now that he's kind of a, there's been an influx in the amount of beer he's drinking or the amount. Well,
0: alcohol, it's like any drug alcohol, the more you drink, the more you can drink. I mean, after a while, you get something called wet brain and wet brain means that your, your brain is so saturated with alcohol that it doesn't, you're, you're a cheap drunk. It doesn't take much to get you drunk. Obviously, Either John hasn't reached that stage or he's somehow pushed past that stage. Because when he talks about how much beer he drinks in the, in the average night or the average weekend, it's fucking outrageous, especially for a guy his size. He's not a big guy. And yet he's taking in all this alcohol. Um, you know, he has he has major problems. I, I I can't, I mean, I can't, I'm not saying he is an alcoholic, but I can't imagine... How, I can't imagine how he could not be an alcoholic and drink that much alcohol. And most of the alcohol, you know, they say one of the signs of being an alcoholic is drinking alone. And he does a lot of drinking. Yeah, he goes out to Pickwick pub, pick a uh, Pickwick pub, but he also drinks alone a lot. Right. And all his little all his little bullshit is is uh is around uh is, you know centered around drinking. His uh podcast his 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 patreon uh you know fans only podcast um is called beer on the balcony it is basically john getting drunk on the balcony it's not even a balcony anymore he just has a green screen behind him it, but it's him getting drunk <laughs> that's the special thing you get to pay to watch you get to pay to watch john get drunk
1: yeah I I just kind of thought of this, I I should have probably brought this up earlier, but uh, I do wonder, because we we obviously played the Anthony Cumia clip, and he's absolutely went berserk over that clip, which I do wonder if the reason he's mad at it is just, uh, is because, oh, well, you're shitting on my transgender kid, or you're saying that, uh, oh, well, it's mentally ill, or it's like a totally bad thing, and that makes you a piece of shit, or is it more so, which this isn't a total either or a binary, but is it, could it also be that uh, he's, he he thinks that uh, oh well he might have a point here that that's yeah. a, such a shitty father that i made my kid trans and i want to <laughs> i want to lash out at him because that's that's it. that really hurts me you know
0: well e- even if he doesn't think that he's responsible for his daughter becoming a transgender he still knows that he's a shitty father he still knows that point's true right and so that's that's really getting that's really eating it's you know that's getting under his skin that's that's digging at his brain Because he, that's pounding in his ears. Because he knows it's true.
1: Yeah. Now that I think about it, you're probably right. It's probably not as much. uh, It's it's probably not as much the substance of what he said, or or the effect of it. It's more so that uh, he was probably just a shitty father, and that's what he's calling out for.
0: Right. That's what he's upset about. But the truth and the fact that he's a shitty father, in general whether 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 he was a major factor or played a a major role in his daughter deciding she was going to be not just a lesbian but transgender is besides the point Uh, just in general he knows he was a shitty father right and is a shitty father And, and as i said before it's it's bad enough to fuck your own life up that's that's no pleasure cruise. You know, that that you know, people, a lot of people have regrets from how they've conducted their own lives and how they've shaped their own path in life. But when you when you do it to another person, to your own child, that, that's gotta sting, I would think. Even for a, a brain dead moron like John, it's gotta be, it's gotta eat away to him at night, I would think. Maybe it's even a factor in how much he drinks. Maybe he drink maybe he's swallowing his uh his sorrow. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, I do wonder another thing I wonder if uh if uh right away when the daughter transitioned that they thought this was a good thing and it was pretty much the same as her being a lesbian, you know.
0: Well, John John's one of those people. John's so far left that he accepts anything. He literally accepts anything. If if there's a new trend or there's a new thing, there John has no standards. It's easier to be a, a liberal, it's easier to be a leftist than it is to be a conservative because liberals and leftists they have no standards there is no this is where i draw the line there is no line anything is permissible anything is not only is it permissible but it's a good thing it shouldn't just be condoned it should be encouraged it should be celebrated and so john fully buys into all that which i i didn't know that he was like that when he was young but he but he is now whether he was back then or not i don't i have no idea but he definitely is now and uh, you know he's one of those. He's definitely a diehard liberal. He's definitely a diehard leftist. He he buys into anything and everything without question.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm guessing that's probably that's probably the case. I I, I think we. <laughs> Which uh, obviously, in case uh, people are suggesting this, I don't think we were saying that it's a bad thing that the daughter is a lesbian. As I'm yeah, I, I, don't,
0: I don't care if she's a lesbian. I think that I, I've got an issue with transgender because I don't think it's legitimate. I think it's a, a form of mental illness. But, uh, And I feel bad for those people. I really do. I have a lot of sympathy. Um, I don't think it should be encouraged. I don't think it should be, I I don't even think it should be condoned. I I think it should be, I think it doesn't need, um, you know, it needs to be, have proper psychiatric care uh, just like any, any, any type of mental illness or disorder. So I'm not, I I have no animosity towards people that are transgender. I I definitely have no uh, animosity towards homosexuals or lesbians, but, so this is not our point at all. Our point is that John is a horrible fucking father, a horrible, horrible father. And and whether this, whether, again, to recap, whether it's a factor in how his, his daughter turned out as far as transitioning from a lesbian into a transgender uh, or it doesn't or, you know, what degree it does, if it does, all of that's irrelevant. He's still a really fucking horrible father. He should not have had kids. That was the one thing. Howard Stern was right about. Now I don't support abortion, so I'm not saying he should have had it. His wife should have had an abortion. I'm saying that he really should have stocked up on the condoms, because he is not he's not father material. He he wasn't back then, and he's he's definitely not now.
1: <laughs> I guess uh...
0: that sounds rough, but it's I honestly mean that. That's I'm being sincere.
1: Yeah. I I I don't know why I actually watched a decent bit of a stutter John on his own. Well, not that much, but uh, stuff I can kind of reference. But uh, I remember he was interviewing a guy that's uh, I've seen him on Twitter as far as like a ravage leftist. But uh, he said something to the effect, uh, or John was talking about like having kids, and he's like, and John, I I think he was, I forget, I think he's born in sixty five or sixty six. So I believe he just turned fifty seven, and he's uh,
0: he's fifty eight, I think.
1: I. Don't think you're
0: well whatever, whatever. It doesn't
1: matter. But uh yeah, same same age, but around the same age. But uh I remember he was talking with this guy and he's like talking about having kids and he's like, Yeah, I like doing it, blah, blah, blah. And if a woman fell for me that maybe was like in her late 30s, I would have a kid with her. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Why would you do that? (laughs) Right. John, have you heard about fetal
0: alcohol syndrome? That's where one of your parents is an alcoholic and it, it actually causes the child to be born an alcoholic and have all sorts of uh, all sorts of uh, physical ailments.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like the condition you're in. You want to have kids, and you're literally fucking fifty-seven, <laughs> or one right. would have you're, another you're, kid.
0: Yeah, you're, you're you're approaching sixty, and you want to have more kids, as fucked up as you are now. I mean, it's it, if it, it's different if you if you were some, you know, some, you know, really captive industry that has the. The world, the tiger by its tail, or the world by its ass, and you're just you're riding high on the hog. But uh, you're a moron trying to sell a, a condo that's not even in his name, so you can go live with your mother in your fifties.
1: Yeah, I mean, but let's
0: let's let's be realistic.
1: I don't know. Maybe maybe the point of that was that uh, John just being stupid. But uh, the reason why he said that is that uh, I don't know. He to some extent, or I guess he more or less enjoyed being a parent and doesn't regret it. So. He might do it again, or in his mind, at that moment, he thinks he might do it again. But uh, either way, him not factoring in other things is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, I'm sure he enjoyed it being a parent,
0: and, and I'm sure that's what it's all about. It's all about his enjoyment and what you know, him fe- feeling fulfilled. But uh, what does it do for the kids, or what does it do to the kids? Is more like a is, is more the question. And uh, I I say nothing good, nothing good whatsoever, John. Get a vasectomy, man seriously get a vasectomy don't even don't even it's apparently it's painless it's an it's an outpatient surgery. Get a vasectomy and uh stop spreading your seed It, it hasn't turned out well <laughs> It has not turned out well. It was a horrible experiment. Howard Stern warned you at the time. it was a horrible experiment gone wrong, and everybody could see it. And and uh, the fact that you couldn't see it just shows how fucking stupid you really are. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> rough, but true.
1: Proof is in the pudding. Yeah. It's a, uh, I don't know if I really want to say this, but uh, I mean, if, if John, I guess the one daughter claims to be like bipolar and all sorts of problems, which, uh. I mean, maybe you can kind of fault John also for that if it's kind of nature and kind of spread a seed that way, you know. Which I I, right. I don't really know if I want to criticize him for that.
0: Well, was he an alcoholic back then?
1: Uh,
0: I don't know. Probably. I know. Right. He... Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. It has all sorts of detrimental effects on on children. Yeah. Not. To, it's worse if it's the mother, but it's just, it's bad if it's the father as well.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, you're, screw- I mean. you're, you're, you're screwing the kid up before they can even he can make even make it out of the womb.
1: Yeah, now we need John. Now Anthony to uh, to rag on John for that, so we can do another podcast on that. Right. Okay. I,
0: I mean, John's I, John's
1: basically a short, stocky little caveman
0: um, with an IQ of a, of, a, of a turnip. He he should not. He's got the IQ of a house cat, and he should not be having more children and, and i didn't hear that he was thinking about having more children or if he met the right woman how he can meet the right woman i don't know i don't know how much time he spends at the laundromat or a trailer park but if he meets the right woman he wants to have a kid i mean jesus christ john can't can't how many lives do you have to fuck up before you put you put your uh your little your little pistol back in the holster honestly
1: uh-huh
0: masturbation doesn't hurt anybody right so I think we've pretty much covered everything stuttering John is a horrible father is the is the main conclusion no matter what no matter what we you know agree or disagree with as far as transgender goes uh, Stuttering John is a horrible father he's a despicable human being um he's a moron which he can't help i mean that's how he was born but he has exacerbated that by being an alcoholic and so all these things combined, uh, I mean, John, what good are you, man? Honestly, what, what, what benefit are you to the world? What benefit are you to your own children? That's the question that should be asked and you should ask of yourself. Uh, but I, I doubt you're bright enough to, uh, to look inward and, and, and ask the, the, those tough questions. So that's probably why you get so angry when other people bring it up, because you like to stick your head in the sand and pretend like that you haven't been a problem for anybody. Uh, and that you're just a just an all around good guy, and and I, I that's that shows not only are you a moron but you're delusional. So, did you have anything else to say before we wrap this up, brighter later?
1: Uh, I think I pretty much said everything I wanted to say.
0: I think I've said everything I want to say. Uh, all right, so John's a bad father is the conclusion, folks. As as if we didn't know what the conclusion was before we started the conversation. As if everybody. Didn't already know what the conclusion was before we started the conversation. So, that being said, we're wrapped up. We drop a podcast Monday through Friday, and that means Sunday night into Monday morning after 12.01 a.m., Monday morning, Eastern Standard Time, so New York City time. And the last one will be Thursday going into Friday morning after 12.01 a.m., Friday morning, Eastern Standard Time. Um, and again, New York city time. And then we're going to start doing bonus episodes, um, twice a month for here for right now, uh, special content on Patreon only for our Patreon supporters, our members. Uh, and we've started that new and the, the lowest tier is $5. You get all sorts of perks. The further you go up, you get, you get all sorts of merchandise. Um and you get to hear you get not only do you get to hear the podcast special exclusive content, but you get to see it live because we we uh we, we live stream. We live stream for our, our our Patreon supporters. So there you go. Join that if you're interested, it's it, the, the link is going to be in the description of every single podcast that we produce. And so all you have to do is look for the link in the, in the in this podcast uh, episode and it'll be right there. And you're welcome to join. You can look over the tears and decide what you want to do. Um, That being said, I think we're ramped up. Uh, One last thing before I let you go. Tonight, when you're laying in your bed, flat on your back, staring up at the ceiling in the dark, drifting off into sleep, I want you to repeat this mantra over and over and over and over again. Conservative atheist is always right. 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 And tomorrow when you wake up, you're going to feel refreshed and renewed. The the sun is going to shine brighter. The air is going to feel crisper. The birds are going to sing your name. The flowers are going to smell sweeter. And all will be right with the world. Unless you're some stuttering, drunk asshole named Stuttering John Melendez, and then you're just fucked. All right, you knuckleheads. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.